Alright guys, welcome to another edition of the Ambition Podcast. My name is Israel Zap, and I am here today with two amazing guests. I have my friend Abel and I have my new friend Pedro. Welcome guys to the show. It's good to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm so podcast. excited to have you guys. You guys are like, you guys are super awesome. We met through Twitter um, and you guys are starting a new organization and I was like, how do I be a part of this? And then now we're here today. And for everybody who is wondering on this podcast, yes, we are still in a pandemic. And yes, we are doing everything we can to be safe and um, whatever all that other nonsense is. So <laughs> go to the white shot. <laughs> yeah, I think I was yeah. supposed to say that. I don't know. Go to the white shot. White shot, how you doing? We're six feet apart. I got my Impresso coffee. Right here, not sponsored by Impresso, but one day it will be um, six feet apart. And yeah, it's super awesome. Let's get started with the conversation. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Sounds good. We got to we got to be six feet apart for, you know, safety and six feet or six inches. I mean, if, <laughs> if our governor in California can sit here and be like, every spot's a purple zone except the city where uh, my winery is, then we're fine. You know? Dang. <laughs> We can change the rules as we go. I love the shade. I really do. <laughs> I'm Californian. <laughs> I won't get shot you for it. Um, but you guys, all right, so I've seen you guys active different parts of um, the season of my life being on social media because social media has grown dramatically throughout 2020, especially due to the pandemic. All right. Um, all the memes and the videos about people like being on TikTok for hours. I was one of those people, but not on TikTok and Instagram Reels because, you know, TikTok was cool, but Instagram Reels are better. But anyway, my opinion. <laughs> All right. But you guys, I've, I followed, I think, both of you for a good amount of time on social media. I followed you a little bit more um, on social media for a while. Um, but this year took a turn for a lot of people. And yet I feel as though that even though the year has not been um, the most, how can you say, the most... Uh, it hasn't been the best year for everybody. And I think for a different amount of people, they've thrown caution to the wind this year. But even in the midst of the chaos, I think people from all walks of life, depending on you know how their ambition is, shout out to ambition, pun intended, LOL. <laughs> all right. They're still finding in the midst of the chaos that they can be creative. And you guys are starting a new organization. You guys are starting a new thing where you guys are not like just being creative on your own, but you're bringing other creatives together. Talk to me about the name of your organization, the name of what you guys are doing, and what you guys can get started. Abel or actually Pedro, let's you start it first for me. All right. So uh, first, I want to thank you for inviting us into this podcast so we can come together and talk about this. Of course. Um, the organization is called Kingdom Creators. Um, it's a collaborative collaborative of different creators coming together to share a message with our generation. Right. Um, the vision really came out out of a need that there needs to be an outlet for uh, young millennials, people mm -hmm. ages like 18 to 29 years old. And in my experiences growing up, um, it just seemed like there were very limited options for us. Mm -hmm. And those options that we did have, um, creating content through social media, for example, mm -hmm. um, we can only go so far. Right. And a lot of this really draws back from my personal experiences growing up. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it has a church background. Right. 
and just seeing that growing up, I had a lot of questions to ask, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't seem to get many answers from either <laughs> Those church are always leaders. fun, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and I've had a lot of conversations with friends mm-hmm. um, from different walks of life in church, out of church, a lot of them really asking this, those same questions. Mm-hmm. Um, it ranges from leadership, um, our ability to get into leadership, whether it's in or outside of church, right. um, the generational gap between the older generation and the younger generation, mm-hmm. and also just um, qu- things that we struggle with on a daily basis in life and in faith. And from my experiences, I've seen a lot of people in church who were once active in church now leave, now have left the church. Right. I've yeah. seen people who are s- still in church, but they're still asking questions and struggling in their faith. Mm. And I've also seen people who may not have grown in church, but they have questions and are open to Christianity, <clears throat> but they're very skeptical and hesitant about going to a church themselves. Right. And so this idea really, it, it was years in the making for me personally. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until last year that um, I got in contact with my friend Abel. Yeah. Um, he had an idea of launching a, cre- uh, creating a group chat on mm-hmm. Twitter, for example, of creators sharing their work. Pajaros 2.0. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Pajaros. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> started with you guys, and now we're here. <laughs> so so this started off literally as um, a passion for you personally. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it has been birthing you for years. All right. I related to when you were talking about right now about how there are people either inside church, outside of church, or they were inside. Now they're on the outside. And a lot of people, they have um, they have questions. All right. They have questions regarding, you know, whether it be faith, whether it be the church, whether it be God, Jesus, Jesus is God, is Jesus God, you know, all these different, you know, questions that that people do have, you know, they're fair questions. Mm-hmm. All right. I've in recent years, I rededicated my life to God about um, six years ago. I believe six going on seven years ago. All right. And the thing that I realized is God is not afraid of your questions. Okay. Um, the biggest thing for me um, in my second book, I'm actually writing my second one, and I talk about this. Um, if you go, if I, according to Google, the earth is over seven billion years old. Okay, according to Google, the average lifespan for a human being is about 65 to 72 years old. All right. And in the book of Genesis, chapter one, verse one, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created, meaning God existed before the beginning. So if the earth is about between four and seven billion years old, then God has existed at least longer than for seven billion years. All right, we can at least date him back. If we wanted to date God, we can date him back that he's 7 billion years plus old. Even though as Christians, we know he's eternal. All right. I think God is big enough to handle our questions. It's just we feel we're too small to ask. So for the last six years, I've, you know, just been. Here's what I actually did. I got on my knees one day. and I'm like, God, I want to know you for you. I was raised in a oneness church. Um. And being raised that way, my biggest attitude towards Christianity, Abel and I, we were talking about this yesterday, where like every other belief is not to the same standard as ours, which means they're not as they're not valid like ours is. And I got on my hands and knees one day and I'm like, God, 
I don't know. I am going to talk to you like I don't know whether you're one, three, three thousand, ten thousand. I'm going to just, I want this Bible that I'm going to read. I want you to express yourself to me. And he did. That's how I was able to actually come to faith on my own. <laughs> In the sense of, you know, the Holy Spirit drawing me and all the fun stuff. So with that being said, last year I went through a change. Um having a whole mental breakdown experience, which I've talked about on previous podcasts before. And I remember walking around my neighborhood and I call it the Holy Spirit walk because I invite the Holy Spirit to walk with me. And I said, Holy Spirit, why is this happening? And I like legit sat on the, on the sidewalk and I was bawling my eyes out and I'm like, why did you let this happen? All these different things. And the Holy Spirit said, which is crazy, because similar to what you were talking about right now, he was saying, I allowed these different things to happen because I love you and because I want you to start conversations. Because there's a lot of people similar to you who have a lot of questions. They just don't know how to ask them and they're too afraid to ask them. But I've created you with a big mouth so you can ask them for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I kid you not. God talks to you the way that you actually understand, okay? mm -hmm. <laughs> which is awesome. You know, I'll go into the full story later about that. But I love how your desire is to start conversations already okay? because that resonates with me. Abel, you guys connected. Um, you guys birthed a dream via social media. And you said you connected with him. Talk to me about how was it when he reached out to you? How did you feel about that? I was excited about it because I somebody else had the same thoughts and the same same ideas as me. Mm -hmm. You know, originally, like you said, it I originally I had planned just for it to be a group chat to where these different creators and, and uh, artists get together and they they share it, they work with each other, they right. encourage each other, they critique each other, give each other advice, you know, something like that. And then he messaged me and he's like, I have this, I've had the same idea for a while now. Like we should collab and see wow. what we can come up with. And then about two months later, here we are right now, the Windows podcast. <laughs> we, yeah. We've interviewed over a dozen people already. We already have our group going. We're working mm -hmm. on projects already. Yeah. And, and just, for, just from social media alone, we're, we are where we are today. And it's, wow. it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, the things that we have planned, the things that we're going to do, right. the things that we're already doing right now, like recording this podcast. Mm -hmm. it just, it's so exciting to be here. It's so exciting to be a part of this group. So excited to see what, what God has planned for us. I love how you guys... Um how really, I guess, the birthing point, not the pregnancy, but the birthing point of this was social media. The birthing point, the point where the baby of a dream, the dream was coming out of you guys, was coming out on Twitter. Social media um, is crazy because um, a previous conversation I had, we were talking about the power of social media. Okay, actually, you and I were even talking about it yesterday, which is crazy. Um, social media has so much power now. All right. It has, I think, and, I, and I'm, I'm really going to say this, I feel like social media has too much power. Okay, I'm going out on a limb here and saying that. All right. For the timing of this uh, recorded conversation, um, people have canceled Robin Hood. <laughs> <which is great. laughs> All right. They have um, showed Wall Street who actually wears the pants in the relationship here, right? With uh, using GameStop and AMC and all these different people. You know, it's like, you know, different opinions on the matter, but I think we as a people realize how much power we actually have, but yet social media is the platform that has 
I guess, given a voice to the voiceless. It's crazy that, and you know, not to get political on this uh, conversation here, but it's crazy how much power a social media platform has that it canceled and deleted the president's account, the leader of the free world. All right, while he was in office, they didn't even wait till after he was out of office. They just they cut it. All right, um, talk to me a little bit about how you feel social media can empower people, especially in what you guys are trying to build and what you guys are trying to create. Pedro, go ahead and shoot for it. I mean, at the minimum, minimum, we have to understand that social media is a tool. Yes. And how it's used depends on the user. <clears throat> so it can be a power, uh, it can be used for great good right. or great evil. Mm -hmm. And we see that, like we've seen that in the last year, for example, how how in just the week within the last week um reddit users have pretty much made their made themselves known in wall street against yeah. wall street by um buying up gamestop and causing wall street to lose up to 70 billion have you made any money off that by the way just out of curiosity i made a couple box off amc <laughs> 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 I made like 80 bucks off uh, Dogecoin, so. Uh, <laughs> hey, profit, profit is a profit no matter hey, what. I am mad, but to be honest with you. Continue. <laughs> sorry, continue. I just had to know. Yeah, and so, and then even going back in the political spectrum, like with the BLM riots right. um, or protests, we see how social media was the main trigger for all that to happen. As soon as the death of George Floyd came out and it became viral, <clears throat> the responses from every side of the political spectrum was made known. Right. And social media became the powerhouse to keep that momentum going. Right. Um, so with, with all this being said, like it can, it really depends on who is using it and for what, mm. and who has the influence to be able to create these social changes. Wow. Yeah. And, um, with all, and as we go about this, like, I, for example, with the Kingdom Creators, this is going to be a platform. Um, it's going to start out small. But the way that we plan to market it, we hope that it grows and it builds momentum mm -hmm. that hopefully across different um, areas, not just within the church, but even beyond that, it can it can become a platform for other creators to mm -hmm. um, join and refine their skills. It can extend past just this message but become something even greater than that yeah and social, social media has the power to change people's lives and as christians as apostolic pentecostals we have to realize that 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 power that we have just mm -hmm. by t sending out a tweet or uh posting a video on instagram can change somebody's lives that's something that we have to realize on our own is that we have that power just in our fingertips mm -hmm. with our iphones we can change <clears throat> somebody's lives just by a quick word we say that's why that's why i use my twitter to try and be encouraging trying to uh to impact somebody's life and get them closer to God. So so uh, social media is the greatest one of the greatest things that we could use to glorify God. Right. Yet yet a lot of us don't use it for that. A lot of us use it for malicious purposes. A lot of us use it for to creating drama to, to start talking about other people. Hmm. Yet we could use it for the glory of God. That's why we created this group to glorify God, to have those difficult conversations, to get people questioning what it what what's what's going on in my life that mm -hmm. that that's not going right. That's that why, where am I at with God? Where's my relationship with God at? What's going on that I, 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 haven't, t I haven't felt God's presence in so long? Right. These are the conversations that we want to have through social media. 
these are the conversations that we can't have just by just by a tweet, just by a video that we make as a group, as a as a collaborative. Right. Kingdom Creative Collaborative is a group of people getting together to create and and have those difficult conversations. Those sure. very difficult conversations that nobody wants to talk about in church, nobody wants to talk about in their youth groups. Yes. In in my youth group personally, I, I've actually just tweeted this out recently is whatever it is that they're struggling struggling with internally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, is what we talk about in, in my youth group. Right. Because I know as a youth pastor, if I'm just giving sermons and studies about how great God's love is and how amazing it is to be a Christian and all the blessings that you can receive, but yet they're over here struggling with depression, what kind of youth pastor would that make me? Mm, that's so, so I have those difficult conversations in my room with my youth group because I know it is, that's these are the things that they're struggling with. And this is the same way that we could use social media. This is the same way that we could use kingdom creators to have those difficult conversations. No, you're not. You're not wrong at all. And I want to keep actually diving into the topic of social media for like a second. Um, what we were talking about off off air um, right now, which is like we won't name drop anybody, <laughs> but, you know, um, Social media is this tool where, um, as Pedro, you were talking about, how you can either bring life or you can bring death. Um, it's almost like the, the Bible says this, there's the power of life and death is in the tongue. All right. Social media is the new language of the day. It is your new mouthpiece. And the biggest thing, um, Ambition is not a Christian podcast. It's a podcast whose host is Christian. That's what I pride myself on. Um, I pride this podcast on because I want to be able to talk about things that affect the whole universe, not just the Christian uh, territory. Because the fact of the matter is, I feel sometimes as Christians, we become so closed off um, that we try to pray our problems away. We look at Jesus and we're like, helicopter Jesus, can you beam me up, Scotty? You know, like all these different aspects because we want to, we think that we're walking, talking Disneyland sometimes and that everything just stops within a flick of a button. But there's a real world outside of our walls, outside of your two-hour service or four-hour, depending on what demographic you're part of, <laughs> all right, outside of those four walls that you're having church in or outside of that park service or that outside service or that Zoom chat, wherever you're having community in with people, there is a real world outside that's struggling with real issues. And it's not that you don't have issues within the church, but there are issues that are actually hurting people. And when you're on social media and when you are known by your politics more than the person that you're following, more than the God that you're worshiping, there's something wrong. When you know more about your propositions, when you're known more by who you're voting for, when you're known more by your uh, uh, social affiliation rather than your Jesus affiliation, there's something wrong. It's not that Jesus wouldn't be with um, supporting Black Lives Matter. It's not that he wouldn't be supporting a Republican issue or a Democrat issue. It's not that he wouldn't be supporting a social issue, period. It's simply put, when you are known more by talking about the problem, not that you shouldn't talk about the problem, but when you're known more by damaging other people, by bringing up the problem constantly, it's like, how do I phrase it this way? It's, it's AOC... And um, Ted Cruz and Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr. agreeing. You have, first of all, make America great again is not Republican. 
we're just going to bring that here. <laughs> 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 I'm going to call it like it is. They're not the Republican Party, all right? Um, I, well, yeah, they're not affiliated with each other. Yeah, Make America Great Again, Donald Trump Jr. You have the Republican Party, Ted Cruz. And then you have the Socialist Party or Democrat Socialist, whatever it is now in America, AOC, agreeing that Robin Hood is trash and that all these hedge funds and protecting the hedge funds, it's trash. But then you have, as soon as Ted Cruz is like, AOC, you right, agree, cool, like, retweet, quote, everything's done. AOC claps back, you tried to kill me, resign. <laughs> right? <laughs> just, just ruined a great opportunity right there. To unify America. Exactly. And I'm, like, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, he didn't hold the gun to your head. He didn't, you know, do any of these different things. Now we can sit here and be like, "Well, you supported Donald Trump and his claims of, of uh, 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 what's the word that election fraud? Yeah, election fraud. You supported it, which caused your insurrection. No one in their right mind seen an, an insurrection happening. By the way, that wasn't completely MAGA. It was also antifa mm -hmm. all right those are facts you can google it okay for everybody watching you know you can google it um but when you have all these different things and you're like all right social media is where i'm going to talk about issues but then i'm gonna like smack people while i'm talking about the issues instead of just being like here's the problem here's the solution jesus is a solution how we reflect jesus especially on social media talk to me a little bit about how you guys want to reflect Jesus, especially in your organization, but specifically through the realm of social media, what are some practical ways that you guys are going to take that approach? Patrick, go ahead and go first. I think the, the that's a deep question right there. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Um, so one one of the approaches I take in, just in my personal life is that I do my best not to take choose sides on social mm -hmm. media. I will make my position known, but... <clears throat> my approach is often in the middle like mm. i'm one of those people that we got to meet in the middle if we're going to have a conversation mm -hmm. we have to be willing to set our differences aside so you're level-headed got it <laughs> <laughs> you think with logic and not yeah. with emotion and fear-mongering got it yes <laughs> yes <laughs> this is the ambition podcast with israel zab where we call things like they are <laughs> yeah so like we we have to put our differences aside and come together in the areas that we agree on if yeah. we agree there needs to be change in a uh, social <clears throat> aspect then let's come together and let's come up with ideas work together on how we can bring about that change mm -hmm. if we agree there's a problem within the church for example church and mental health then let's come together brainstorm ideas and find a way to approach that that can tackle the different aspects of mental health mm -hmm. and the church and their relationship together so, and so that we can come up with a solution in how we can improve that relationship between, sure. between the church and mental health. So, and in the same way that the kingdom creators will be coming together is that we will be tackling themes or topics <clears throat> in, within millennial generation, the church, and then the problem. Right. And we're going to be coming together, not just creating the conversation, but making an effort to find solutions on how we can um, mend those relationships mm -hmm. i love that so much i'm gonna get to you able in a minute mm -hmm. i love that so much because the biggest thing that i see um especially when it comes to church relations okay on twitter and on social media in general actually there's this instagram page i think it's called your favorite heretics or something like that it's i haven't heard of it uh it's it's a it's becoming very popular now with different 
people who say they follow Jesus. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have so many different platforms here where you have people. You see, I, I am the person who will be honest about shortcomings when it comes to the Christian world. Okay, I will be honest about the fact that the church has not always been the safest place to say that you struggle with depression because they will try to pray you through. Not that that's a bad thing because that's all they knew at the time. The problem is, though, when they get to this spot where it's like, we're going to shandai, handai, yada, da, 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 you until you're dying. And then you walk out and you're like, nothing changed. And then people are like, all right, now you have a demon called depression. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I have a demon called depression. Um, how do we fix it? Well, we have to pray over you for 10 hours, anoint you with oil, modesty cloth, everything, knock you over 10 times, maybe bring out snakes if you're Pentecostal, you know, <laughs> but, you know all these different things. And then what, what happens when nothing happens? And it's not necessarily the God's fault and it's not the church's fault because that's all they knew at the time. But if nothing happened, there will always be that stereotype, well, just something is wrong with you. Next thing you know, it's like it's you're not receiving the healing mm -hmm. or you're not receiving the deliverance or this or that mm -hmm. because we've attributed it to a spirit. Rather, not everything was a spirit. Some things are simply something stuck in here where you're like, my father did A, B, and C to me when I was five. Or my uncle did this to me when I was at their house. Or this happened to me in the front lawn. Or my spouse cheated on me. Or whatever it is. Not everything is just a pray away type deal. So I've been honest about the fact that, yeah, we did make some shortcomings. We did look at things narrow-mindedly in the sense of instead of communicating, be like, all right, Maybe you need counseling. Now, I'm also on the side of you can't counsel, counsel out a demon. All right. You shouldn't try to. Okay. Those are two different conversations. All right. But I've always been of the person who says, let's talk. Let's have the conversation about where the shortcoming is. But there are people who are on the side of the spectrum where it's constantly, well, this is why I left. And the church is the problem. And the church mm -hmm. is the problem. And the church is the problem. The church is the problem. The church is the problem. If I could be 100% honest with you, when you're constantly pointing the finger saying, you, 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 I really want to ask for two seconds, all right, um, I understand that you're hurting and I understand that this has been your experience. If you are saying that church is the reason why I don't go to church, I want to ask you, have you ever had a bad experience at a restaurant before? I think most of us will say yes. Does that mean you've stopped eating food altogether? <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my question on it. That's what I really want to know. I don't have a relationship with God. Why? Because that church. I don't eat food. Why? Because Texas Roadhouse has oversalts their meat. <laughs> All right. That's what I register. All right. Abel, I want you to talk to me about literally because I want to hear... Um, not not just from Pedro, but from you, how you're going to start through the kingdom creators in your personal life, how practical ways, how you're going to start opening conversations that are not just eye-opening, ear-opening, heart-opening, but how you're actually going to bring it in a healthy manner. Because there is an unhealthy way to do it. There's an unhealthy way that we always see on social media or that we always see being blasted through a video talking about how this, that, this, that, this, that. But how are you going to bring it in a healthy manner, which is all right, Yes, this is the problem, but let's be a part of the solution. 
number one would be probably to be avoid the triggers. So number one, leave politics out of it. Anything type, anything controversial. Right. Leave anything out of that in order to get our message across. Mm-hmm. And if you repeat the question, because you, you, you kind of went off for like two sentences. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to, um, a practical way that you're going to bring a healthy conversation about things that need to change, either within the church or within society? Like I said, leave those, leave the triggers out of there. Politics, any, any, anything like that. Politics, our politics are not God's politics, first of all. Yeah. So leave anything like that. And of course, with the way you said it about um, talking about how, uh, people with depression or people dealing with with suicidal thoughts how somebody would say oh if if we're praying for you and we're uh fasting for you and we we uh prayed for you with oil and nothing's working that means you must it must be you that's not the way to go about things like i don't go to somebody with diabetes and say the reason why you have diabetes is because you're a gluttonous <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not going to go to somebody and say the reason why you have depression is because <laughs> you have evil spirits i'm not going to go and say that that you, was so funny. <laughs> Jose, can we use that as an Instagram reel? <laughs> that was so good. You, you, that's what oh, I'm saying man. is that you, the way no, you approach that, things. Up, say that again. Say that again. Hold on. I'm, I'm not going to go to somebody that was diabetes and say the reason why you have diabetes is because you're a gluttonous. So you can't go to somebody and say the reason why you have depression is because you have evil spirits in you. That needs to be tweeted everywhere. That needs to be, that, the re, no, because that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful because even though, yes, it's comical. Yes, I about died laughing right now. Uh, um, it's so true because we've tried to diagnose everything with the spirit. We try to diagnose everything with a supernatural occurrence. But in reality, not everything is ooga booga booga crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some things are literally like, you need help. How can we help you? Instead, one of the favorite things that I love, and it was a previous conversation that I had um, with a dear friend of mine. He's an evangelist. He's an amazing guy, um, AJ Holloway, super awesome guy. He said this. He's a mentor in my life, too. I love him. He said this. He said, the most powerful thing someone did to me when I was going through the darkest season of my life was not preach me a sermon, not try to pray me through, but literally asked me, what type of friend do you need from me right now? What do you need from me? I think that's so humbling, what you're talking about right now. It's so humbling to sit there and make yourself open and available to be used as a tool in someone's life to say, hey, look, it, I'm not going to try to diagnose you, your depression, with demons. Why don't we just actually sit down or stand? What's up? Let's talk. I think that's powerful. How do you, how do you continue to plan on doing that through, your, through art, though? through the art of kingdom uh, collaborators and all that stuff. First of all, the way you approach these conversations is you got to get down <clears> to the root. And <throat> the root is showing the love of God and actually caring for these people. Right. Because like, like you and I were talking about yesterday, is a lot of the problems that we, we have today, a lot of the issues that we have today with each other, they would be eliminated just by showing the love of God to each other. Mm. And a lot of these conversations can get started and a lot of these issues can, can um, get talked about. Just by us approaching the conversations with the love of God. Right. Knowing that these people are going through certain things, that they're going through depression, that they're going through uh, marriage problems, that they're going through financial problems. If we come at it with, I love you and I want to help you, mm-hmm. 99% of the time that person is going to be open to talking about it. I believe so, yeah. And so. that's that's the root of every single issue that we need to talk about with this group is showing the love of God, 
showing showing that we actually care for these people through whatever it is that we're posting videos it could be a poem spoken word anything the root of it is the love of god and that's the most important thing i love that so much because i the thing about god's love versus human love is human love is so predicated upon i guess you can say what you do for me if you do this i'll do that tit for tat God's love is unconditional. It says, even in the Bible, the Apostle Paul writes this. He says, when we are faithless, he is faithful. That's who our God is. So I want, I guess, to surround the theme of this uh, this talk, this conversation for a second. We live, again, social media in a cancel culture world in a world that is very, um, very easy to pull the trigger on something, very easy to sit there and be like, you were cool for a minute, Ellen DeGeneres, being super nice, but we're going to cancel you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, literally, I've watched her shows for years, and, you know, I'm not here to talk about lifestyle choices, you know, whether as a Christian anything is pro or con about the conversation. I'm not here to talk about that. My, my thing is she's one of the nicest human beings I've never met, but I wish I've met. She is. She, I, I actually look up to her for how nice she is. She makes me feel like a mean person, <laughs> being honest. All right, and I thought I was nice, um, but they've tried. They've attempted to cancel her. I think in 2020, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, they attempted to cancel Kevin Hart because of jokes that he made like six, seven, eight years prior. There was a college student ex- being accepted, uh, accepting a scholarship for a certain college team, or he was a high school student going into college, and they tried to cancel him for tweets that he sent out when he was in high school or when he was in, you know, grade school, whatever. It's like we live in such a trigger happy cancel culture. And what I want to know is not only is there a cancel culture on social media, there's not just a cancel culture in politics. There's there's coming we're coming to a place now where there's a cancel culture within the church. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is how are you guys going to make sure going to keep a healthy space to prevent a cancel culture happening with kingdom collaborators. Go ahead, Abel. That's that's a tough question because there's there's so many things that that could come up with that to where we could get canceled for anything. Mm-hmm. And you anything that you post, there's always going to be somebody that disagrees with it. Right. So it's like you're walking on eggshells for anything that you do, anything that you say, you're walking on eggshells because somebody's always going to disagree with you. Right. So the question is how do we stay away from that? Well, number one, number one, uh, issue, number one way to stay away from that, like I said, show the love of God. Make sure God is our root. But like, but like I'm saying is, there's people that don't believe in God. People that are going to get offended at the fact that we're talking about these issues. That God is our our base and our center and our rock. So there's always going to be somebody that has an issue with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, how do we avoid it? It's, right. it's 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 like a, a never-ending issue because no matter what we do, no matter what we say, there's always going to be somebody somewhere. That's gonna report our post on Instagram. It's gonna report our tweet on Twitter. That's going to try and get us removed from social media. So no matter what we do, no matter what we say, it's always gonna be an issue. But how are you going to maintain a healthy culture within your own organization? Like excluding that, mm-hmm. how are you going to try to create not a cancel culture, but a cultivating culture within? Kingdom collaborators, like what are the steps that you're gonna to take to be like, all right, this is a safe space for you guys to express your creativity, your art, 
who you are as a human being, who you are as a God-believing, Jesus-worshiping person. Mm-hmm. How? What are those steps that you're going to take? Well, the steps that we've created to, together as a group is bringing all these different creators together, right. all these artists. Like we, we, uh, we haven't explained it, but we have uh, photographers, videographers, musicians, a TV producer, poets, writers. We have all these different people together coming together in one group and one collaborative. And our, our main goal is to work together, to create to create content that's going to impact this generation. And but at the same time is while we're working together, we all we all know that we're going to have these difficult conversations. Right. And, and in this group we're going to have to get down to the root of what these problems are and what these issues are. Right. So in this group, we're going to be talking about, okay, what is it, what is it that we need to discuss? What is, what is it that we need to be posting to help this, these, this generation? So we're in this group is where we're going to get down to the, like, a, like you were like the word you said, get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. We might offend each other. We might get upset with each other because we all come from different parts of the world, uh, from parts of the country. We all have different political beliefs. We have have different faiths. We all come from different churches, from different organizations. Mm-hmm. But in this group, we're coming together as one to face these issues. This is our, our safe place to safe place to talk about them because if we're not together as a group talking about them and trying to get over, overcome these issues and to uh, present these issues to the to the world, how how are we, how are they going to get solved in the first place? Wow. So in this group, this is we're, we're gonna in this group we're we're gonna get some we're gonna get in some very deep conversations. We have we haven't even uh, gotten gotten into them yet, but I know very soon we're gonna get into some deep conversations. We're gonna have some disagreements. We're gonna have some arguments. There are gonna be some people that that are probably not even gonna like each other. That won't want to work with each other just because of their beliefs, just because of who they support in politics, <clears throat> just because of how they feel about Black Lives Matter. There's gonna be there's gonna be those issues that we we face as a group. But we gotta we gotta remember what what is the real reason that we created this group, and mm-hmm. it's not for us. This group is not for us at all. Yes, we're gonna grow together as a group. We're gonna uh, perfect our craft. We're gonna uh, get learn more skills. But as a group, we came together to impact this world, mm-hmm. to to talk about these things. And that's that's the main reason. Pedro, how do you feel about it? Um, I, I would go back to my earlier response on how we would tackle these issues. Um, Understanding that we all have our different opinions, understanding that we all have our different beliefs, but if we're able to find that common ground and work together on that, it's going to make all the difference. Mm. Um, Like, if we're able to come together, and we we did make this known um, during the interviews when we were talking to the people who who were interested in coming, is that we were going to be talking about some heavy issues. Um, It could within society, within the church, within our own daily life and faith. And the purpose of this is to create that safe space. And that is something that I, I know we're going to be enforcing, that if you have any ideas, if you have anything to share, you you can share it. There is no wrong idea. There is no bad idea. Um, we want to embrace the different perspectives of everyone within the group and understand each other's stories. Mm-hmm. And if we're able to do that, if we're able to understand each other's stories, um, get an understanding of one another in perspectives, and no matter how different we may be, and also find the common ground in which we can agree on and work on based on that common ground, which in this case, it's Jesus mm-hmm. among us all. If we can come together and work on that, speak truth, but speaking in love and grace, mm. being able to support each other in the process and <clears throat> continue with that, I'm sure the culture, it is going to be healthy. And within that culture, we're going to be able to produce something great. 
I love that so much because that leads me to like a follow-up thought, which is you have so many different creatives, um, so many different people from, again, different backgrounds, different walks. Um, I think I'm the only Mexican in the group that can't speak Spanish fluently. <laughs> I'm all talking to the Mayita lady last night, and I'm like, dame uh, una taco de pastor, por favor. You know, she's like, okay, bueno. <laughs> I, have a, I have a co-worker who speaks really mainly 99% Spanish. Her English is getting, you know, a lot better, but, you know, it's like a lot more Brooklyn. And then her nickname for me, I'm not even white, but she's like, hola, bueno, como esta? You know? And I'm like, I'm not white, but I'll take it. <laughs> she's like, I know you're not, but you don't speak Spanish, so. <laughs> no, she says it as Spanish. That's how you know she's authentic, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but you have so many different creatives, so many artists, all right? You have so many different people who are pursuing their own goals whether it be in ministry whether it be in art whether it be career whether it be of uh, physical goals life goals whatever the goals are they're trying to pursue things while adding on a collective group with every collective group there's always going to be a space no matter how much we try to prevent it there's always going to be that space that as humans we create is a space for competition and i love the fact that we're called kingdom collaborators because we are learning to collaborate with each other. Talk to me about how you guys are going to start creating a space, not necessarily, because there is healthy competition. There is healthy competition, but sometimes healthy competition can turn into just ego competition that's not good at all for anybody, for the health of the group, the safety of the group. Talk to me a little about how you guys are going to try to create this space to be, I guess you can say, less competitive on the inside amongst each other and more collaborative like how are you guys encouraging the collaborative process i think uh the logo would be a good example right yeah yeah um one thing <clears throat> that we're doing is creating the logo so we have a team of graphic designers that are working on it as we speak um and the great thing about it is that i'm not the one leaving leaving it there is one person <clears throat> who's leaving it and i love the approach that he came up with in our first meeting he said he's not going to be here to direct them. He's not going to be here to tell them what to do, but rather he wants to get an understanding of their perspective, their idea, their approach, and figure out a way that they can work together on that. And I think this is this is a example that we can use with the other teams as well, with the musicians, the writers, podcasters that we're going to be having, um, that we're here to share our skills mm -hmm. and refine each other. As the as the proverb says, as iron sharpens iron, iron, so one man sharpens another. And this is the aim, that we can excel in our personal endeavors, but with what we learn, we can share with our neighbors, with our with our collaborators, mm. so that they can also grow and gain perspective and um, have a better understanding of their craft. Right. No, I love... I love the approach you're taking, and I love how you guys are encouraging more collaboration, especially with different people. You know, the biggest thing that I love seeing, I remember Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith, cool dude, cool dude. Never met the guy, but he seems cool. <laughs> <laughs> His music is actually, it's pretty, I, I, I vibe to it. It's like, you know, him and Joji are cool. You know, I, lo I love him. Um, 
but I remember he said something, and I don't know if it's an exact quote. I just seen a picture of him, and then the quote was below it. So I might chop it up. But he said, we're all artists, but we're all taking from each other. Mm-hmm. Whether we want to admit it or not, we're all taking from each other. So let's keep doing it, but let's do it honorably. The thing, the thing about me is I'm a photographer. Yeah. So whenever I see a photo that's just sick, I get jealous. <laughs> I really do. Like, how did they do that? What, what were their settings on their camera? What camera are they using? What lens are they using? Like, what time of day it was? Was it cloudy? <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. I want to know how they created that moment because I want to recreate it myself, maybe in my own way. But like I said, I get jealous. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get better. I want to. I want to be able to to post my own photo and then have people asking me, "How did you do that? How did you create this composition?" Like that's that's the main thing of being a photographer too. Like or being a creator in this group is that we have so many different people, but that we have like several photographers, several videographers. We have several uh, musicians. So to create that healthy healthy competition, that's that's vital to this group because that all that means that we are all we are all getting better at our own craft. Mm-hmm. And we're all trying to, we're all pushing each other to be better. And there may be a little bit of jealousy in there because there's a couple of photographers that are in this group that I'm jealous of because they're really good. Yeah. I've only been doing it for about two years and maybe just as a, as a actual uh, a side hustle for since October. So, but there's some photographers in this group that I'm jealous of, or there's some graphic designers in this group. Like, how do y'all do that? Like, I want to learn, like, mm-hmm. how do you do this on Photoshop? And it makes me jealous. It makes me excited. Like, I need to learn how to do this because these, this is sick. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's, that's the kind of, the kind of relationships that we want to create. That's the kind of healthy competition that we want to create within this wow. group. And I would like to add on to that because that a lot of times what people think of jealousy, they mistake it for envy. And what envy is like, they want to take what that other person has and keep it for themselves. But the jealousy that I believe Abel is talking about here is just the the jealousy is like, I really like what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I want to learn what you what you know. Yeah, jealousy in a good way. It's a healthy jealousy. <laughs> it's not the toxic jealousy where we're gonna try to put them down to raise ourselves up, but rather we're gonna reach out to them and ask them like, how did you do that, and can you teach me? I love how you guys are trying your best to create a healthy community within your organization um, while bringing, I guess, a fresh collaborative effort with different people um, to reflect Jesus. I think if I can possibly maybe even just put a theme to it is like you guys are solely reflecting Jesus and how he would be through a creative way, whether it be through poetry, spoken word, uh, graphic design, photography. You guys are choosing to allow Jesus to be reflected through your artwork more than a political opinion, more than what culture wants you to say, Christian culture or non-Christian culture. Because I think the biggest thing that we're going to realize is that not everything is going to be said the way that our parents said it. Mm -hmm. Not everything is going to be said the way that our grandparents said it. I remember years ago, um, I was listening to a preaching um, from the late Bishop T.F. Tenney at a conference uh, because of the times. And he was saying how I think either his parents' generation or either his parents or his grandparents, you weren't even allowed to go to the doctor because you trusted in the arms of man. That's why so many people were dying. (laughs) (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Um, If that was the case, if you weren't allowed to go to the doctor, then why uh, was Luke the physician? (laughs) You know, around in the Bible days. But anyway, different conversation. Um, But we're not going 
to carry the same landmarks that our parents had or that our grandparents had. And we're not going to carry the same dressing, but it'll still be the same turkey. And for all the vegans, it'll still be the same lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want to thank you guys so much um, for being on this episode. Um, and for all of our listeners, though, who are listening in, um, because we did mention Black Lives Matter earlier, um, about how not everybody's going to, I guess, agree on the idea. Um, mainly, I think we all can say, though, at least within this room, we can agree that the black life does matter. Yes, yes, definitely. Just as much as the white life. In our eyes. You know, I, I can say that for myself. Mm-hmm. Um we live in a country that does not value human life equally. And we live in a world that does not value human life equally. But we have a God that values human life equally because he created us equally. And I believe Kingdom Collaborators is going to be able to shine that light on the issue, saying black lives do matter because they matter to God. Mm-hmm. Latino lives do matter because they matter to God. Salvadorian, uh, Peruvian, everyone, they, they matter to God. And white people, you matter to God, too. <laughs> Karen, you do matter to God. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Abel, Pedro, thank you guys for coming on, talking about this amazing, amazing organization that you guys are building up, collectively building up. You guys are awesome. You guys are pioneering. It's so good to see it, to bring such an amazing, amazing thing up, especially in 2020. It's who would have thought that 2020 would bring the most creative, especially with the type of year we had. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for coming on. You guys are awesome. And I'll see you guys soon. To all of our listeners, um, if you're on Apple uh, Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, and if you're on YouTube, please feel free um share this podcast share it everywhere it's going to be awesome kingdom collaborators we're making a debut when exactly march 1st march 1st um so look out for us on march 1st their instagram will be down below it's going to be amazing social media down below um abel and pedro's uh information will be down below as well thank you for listening to this podcast please don't forget to like subscribe comment or complain we'll take the smoke and i'll Send you their email so you can email it to them. <laughs> and we'll use it in our content. I love you guys. My name is Israel Zap. I'm your host, and I will see you later. Peace out.